Hello, everybody, beautiful people. Um, so this is my second podcast um, episode two, and thank you for listening. Thank you for those who listened to the last one. As I was uh, telling you, I was going to just beginning launching my podcast experience with uh, just some stories from how I got into yoga, which is one of the huge questions asked so many times by friends, students, people in general. Um, so there's there was three very distinct memories that I have had in my life, and I'm telling you them not sequentially. The first one was that when I was 14, this one is when I was uh, 21 and um, my New York experience. I used to live in New York. I had a quite a, a wonderful Manhattan life living in the city. I had a flower business. I used to uh, do flowers for the rich and famous in uh, New York. A lot of very interesting clients. Like Madonna was my client for... 10 years and did Whitney Easton's wedding and did stuff for Lady Diana, Mother Teresa. Anyhow, that was my whole other life, my flower life, which has uh, grown now, <laughs> officially has grown, propagated, you could say, into a yoga life. You know, I went from flowers to yoga, <laughs> but it's all entwined. It's all entwined. Because yoga is like a garden, a beautiful garden of beautiful flowers, all different varieties. So um, anyway, so this is again a part of, I'm putting it together as part of a book, uh, stories of my life. Um, and so I'm just telling it to you in storytelling time mode. You might hear Maud there in the background snoring. I don't know if that's going to record, but if you hear funny breathing sounds, that's Maud, my dog. <laughs> anyway, so here it goes. The smells and the sounds all increase my ability, or so it seems, or to sense another world I seem to communicate with. How come this feeling of knowing overpowers me so much? It's like a country I know exists and I probably have roots traced back to it, but there's no map, there's no globe I can point to and say, oh, there it is. But it's oh so familiar. I was walking down the streets of New York after a very long day of working uptown. It was Valentine's Day. I'd created the most amazing floral designs for days and days leading up to the big Valentine Day. It's such a big holiday in the USA and, of course, across the world. We all love Valentines. I know I do. So I thought some fresh air, a lovely power walk to my apartment would help me walk off the stress of the past few intense flowery days, thorns in my fingers, aches in my bones, because we'd work to you know 18 hours a day times stains under my fingernails dry eyes from dehydration of too much coffee from the hilariously named diner called eat here now on 64th street 
So I walk briskly along in the February air among the bustle and sounds of the city. The screams of the taxi cabs and the wails of the horns and the people loudly conversing New York style like they want everyone in their personal space and beyond to hear every detail of their casual conversations. The chill in the air, the smell of expensive perfumes as the rich ladies pass me by in Park Avenue. I gaze into the windows of the brownstones as I walk along and wonder and dream about the lives that live in there, always getting a sense of a lonely yet luxurious life lived in some of these homes, sometimes not really knowing was it my loneliness or was it genuinely pick was I genuinely picking up the energy of these homes and families. On I walk, realizing I was blocks and blocks down towards twenty third Street. Wow, I thought, how fast I can walk and dream and observe all around me like I'm in my own movie of my own making. A movie about nothing, just sensations, sounds, feelings, colour, light, shapes and so on. It was like I was being led. Next thing I look up and I notice the Shivananda Centre, a yoga centre on 24th Street. So, I went inside. I had no attire with me or any expectation, just pure curiosity. The big door opened and instantly the smell of incense pervades the dark insipid hallway. I see a pile of shoes by a door, picking up the clue to take off my shoes and so I did. My black suede wedges always gave me a bit of height and were super comfortable for striding through the streets of New York. I opened this door. No one greeted me, nor asked me for money, or forms to fill in, or why I was even there. Inside, this feeling of silence filled me, yet the room was full of people sitting with blankets around them sitting in the heady, inebriating air of Nag Shampa incense. It was quiet stillness that got me. It was this quiet. It was this stillness that spoke to me. It had a presence. I'm this young Irish flower designer, curious world traveler. I was enthralled because it was a feeling that drew me in. Not a boy. Not a friend, not a drink, not a party, not a pretty dress, but a feeling, a feeling of quiet stillness that was so alluring. The seduction to my young self. I was amazed. There were no words to describe this or how or why any reason for this appeal to this moment in this rather odd place. So I sat with them, the blanketed ones. Me without a blanket. I looked around, all eyes closed, so I closed mine mostly so I could fit in and not be too disruptive to this group. That was it. As I just simply sat, I felt I'd gotten zapped. Zapped by this quiet silence, this stillness. It was beautiful. I can still 
cannot verbalize nor do it justice to describe in words this enormous effect this moment was having upon my young 21-year-old self. I sat and I felt the nothingness, yet the fullness of it all. At risk of sounding a little corny here, I had no judgment on this experience. To me, it was not possible. It was like visiting another realm, a place that was so warm, cozy, inviting and familiar without wanting to sound too spiritual either, which, may I say, was a word I hardly ever used or heard much of up to this point. This was a feeling. I then seemed to know just when it was time to open my eyes and just naturally get up and begin to leave. No one spoke to me or even looked at me or asked me to pay or for my membership card or any of the usual host of questions and in any group in any building in this metropolis is expected of you wherever you go. Not even the most common question. Where are you from? Usually uttered in a big American accent. I leave, shoes on, soaking up the scent of these jostics. I truly think, yeah, was that was Nagshampa. Known to me now as the most common incense. Very memorable aroma. I return to the busy streets on this Valentine's night. Yet I feel clearer, so calm, more grounded, without even knowing it, entirely refreshed. I return to my apartment to my roommate, who is now my niece. Oh, that's a whole other story for another day. Anyhow, I always listened to her opinion as I felt she had good taste. Although a little wacky, she did have style. All but individual and unique, as did I, it seemed. We both loved old-world glamour, Marilyn Monroe, 60s models, French actresses, Brigitte Bardot, such. Anyhow, she sees me as I enter the apartment as she's buzzing away in her sewing machine, looks up at me with her usual squint in her eyes and goes, Oh, wow, Therese. Yeah, she renamed me Therese. And I liked it, so I agreed. You look amazing, positively glowing luminous oh wow she just never stopped saying this i could see by her response she was not kidding she was genuinely in shock authentic it was like i had been to a spa which is at this point i'd never been to a spa well actually once but it was in bulgaria with my parents in 1975 as a young teen it was an outdoor sulfur hot spring spa not the kind people go to these days and check in and get bathrobes and walk around in the most peculiar way. Well, I think that's peculiar, peculiar to me. So I told her of my experience. She was mesmerized. Mostly that I just off the cuff went to this place of incense and blankets by myself. She thought I should do this a lot more just for the glow. And for me, being into beauty products from a young age, especially skincare, thought, yes, I'll go again for the glow. <laughs> and that's it, guys. I went for the glow. I continue in search of the glow, the meditation glow, the um, yoga glow, 
there is a glow that all people seem to get from practicing yoga you can always tell I can always tell from my students I always would say that to my teacher trainers I can tell when they walk in the room I had I'd see them from month to month and I can tell in the first instance when they walk through the door whether they had been practicing yoga or not it was the glow it was the posture it was the stride it was the energy that they behold so it is, if nothing else, go for the glow. So I'm still chasing the glow. <laughs> Thank you for listening. And that's my TMM 10 or TMM 12. And uh, I shall return next week with another story and some wisdom talks and some chanting will take place. And my philosophy, as much as yoga philosophy and any tips that I may have and the thoughts that come to me, any support. In the meantime, follow me on Instagram, Teresa Murphy Moore, or join my Yoga Sacred Space, my Sacred Cyberspace live classes weekly, a full library of classes with me covering absolutely everything. In yoga, every element, every aspect, every philosophy, every technique is there. I have covered it in my way, my blend, my interpretation. And in the meantime, have a beautiful week and uh, go for the glow, if nothing else. Om Shanti Om, Om Shanti Om.